We welcome you to the preaching service of the Scotts Fork Christian Church. We are so pleased to have you worshiping with us on this first day of spring, uh, 2022. I'm going to continue uh, preaching uh, from the book of James, and uh, this uh, marks a number of sermons that I have brought from the book of James. And uh, I've commented and will comment again that one of the reasons that I enjoy uh, the book of James is because it is uh, so practical. It has so many important teachings uh, that help us in daily living, help us in our relationship to others and our relationship to Jesus Christ. And uh, this morning we're going to be talking about the sin of complaining and grumbling. And I will be reading the ninth verse in the book of James. And if you will listen as I read God's word. In James 5 and 9 it says, Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters. Don't grumble. Uh, I'll have to admit, as I think about this message and share some thoughts from Ben Utamoa, uh, that uh, uh, there's a whole lot to be learned in the book of James and a lot to be learned in other books about grumbling. And uh, some people, as we know, like to complain about everything. Uh, the Bible warns us, the believers, not to complain uh, and we might ask the question, why? Well, we're going to look into God's word this morning, and it gives us four reasons why complaining and grumbling is a serious sin. I think you will appreciate this little bit of humor. A man walked into a hardware store, and, and he asked for a chainsaw advertised to cut six trees in an hour. He came back and the next day fussing and complaining, and he said, this uh, chainsaw is defective. It would only cut one tree, and it took all day. Well, the salesman said, let me look at it. And he reached down, and he started the chainsaw, and the man said, what's that noise? And he had not started the chainsaw. He had thought it was a regular saw, and thus he had been using it. Today I will be talking about the sin of complaining and grumbling. And brothers and sisters, we do need to see that to be a complainer, to be a grumbler, it is a sin. Is complaining the same with grumbling? Both are expressions of dissatisfaction and discontent or annoyance about something or a situation. But according to uh, a dictionary, Grumbling is the expression or act of complaining in a bad-tempered way. The King James Version says it like this, and the King James calls it murmuring. And uh, once heard about a monk who joined the monastery and he took a vow of silence. And after the first 10 years, his superior called him in and asked, do you have anything to say? And the monk replied, food bad. Well, another 10 years went by and the monk had an opportunity to voice the, uh, uh, his thoughts and he said, bed hard. 
Another 10 years went by, and again, he was called in before the superior, and when asked if he had anything to say, he responded, I quit. Well, the superior responder said, it doesn't surprise me a bit, because you've done nothing but complain ever since you got here. Do you complain? Do you grumble a lot? Complaining is so typical these days. People like to complain about everything, it seems. The pandemic, the weather, gas prices, inflation, travel restrictions, traffic, taxes, troubles of all kinds. And someone has said, on the seventh day, God rested, and on the eighth day, God started answering complaints. How about us? Are you a complainer? Do you complain about the weather? Some people complain about cold weather, hot weather, rainy weather, cloudy weather, sunny weather. How do we speak about our children and our spouses? What kind of things do we say about our job? Do we complain about someone who didn't treat us the way we thought we should be treated? Are we genuinely content, friends, with what the Lord has for us? Do we, do you realize, do I realize that complaining is directed at God who has control over all circumstances? Very seriously, brothers and sisters, we do have uh, a lot that concerns us. But one of the things that we need to understand is that every child of God has a big responsibility to be an example of the believer. And we need to realize that, uh, that being a, a complainer, a chronic complainer, it can be a serious sin and a lot of harm can be done. Now let's just take a moment and look back through the years. Look what happened to God's people, Israel. God had incredibly blessed them, delivering them from supernaturally from slavery in Egypt, protecting them against their enemies, even miraculously, supplying daily bread and water for them in the desert. And sadly, they still complained and complained about their food, about their water, the uh, imaginary luxuries they had left behind in Egypt and uh, against their leaders. In Numbers 14, uh, back in the Old Testament, we know this was a time of the children uh, making their way uh, toward the promised land. And in Numbers, the 14th chapter, let me read to you in verses 14, 1 through 4, for what it says. These are the teachings uh, in, the, in the book of Numbers. That night, all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, if only we had died in Egypt or in this wilderness, why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and our children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. So many times we have so much trouble understanding 
what is really good and how God is working. And this is what we see in the 14th chapter of the book of Numbers. We'll be looking in a few minutes back to the 13th chapter and uh, we will see that uh, this is where God said to Moses, I want you to take seek out uh, 12 to seek out the land of Cana and we'll notice in just a few minutes what happened in that particular direction. But again, complaining, complaining. We should be very careful not to complain or grumble so that we won't commit the sin that causes negative consequences in our lives, like what happened to the Israelites that we just talked about. And so what we're going to look at this morning, we're going to seek to understand why complaining and grumbling is a sin. Complaining began after the fall of Adam and Eve, when God created Eve for Adam to be his uh, suitable helper. He was so happy. But after he sinned, he blamed it on God for what he did. He said to God, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Adam, if you want to think of it this way, really was the first complainer in the world. And here is why we see complaining and grumbling is such a sin. The harm that's done, what we need to see first of all, is that it is doubting God's love. It is doubting God's wisdom. Yes, we're told in his word. I've mentioned these words a number of times in the Gospel of John, where it says, you know, that we will have troubles and so forth. But Jesus is going to help us with all of those troubles and that uh, we know that we can have the hope of eternal life if we will be a servant and be faithful to him. You see, when the Israelites grumbled and complained against Moses and Aaron, they were actually calling to questions God's ability to, compact, to, to carry out his will. Complaining and grumbling are just the surface of surface symptoms of a much deeper problem called discontent. Friends, if you stop back, step back and just think about it. Many, many times the reason that, our, that we find ourselves as complaining is because maybe we wanted something more, something more, something more, and so on. And so when that did not happen, that we found ourselves complaining that, the, that this did not transpire. And so we need to understand uh, why the Bible so strongly condemns sin. Grumbling and complaining is evidence that we are dissatisfied with God's way of doing things and expressing unbelief toward God and his leading. And so we see in the book of Romans 8, 28, that the Bible states, and I, I know you know this verse probably before I even read it, is that it says that in all things, God works for good to those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You see, friends, it doesn't say that everything is good. What Paul was saying to the church at Rome, that God works in the things that take place, and he brings forth good out of it. If we really believe that God controls our lives uh, and is working in all things for our good, we will stop complaining and start thanking him. Complaining and grumbling is the symptom of a deep-seated spiritual problem. Friends, listen to me. 
It is a failure to trust God. And friends, if we're going to walk with Christ, if we're going to share in a beautiful relationship with him, then we need to see that if we find ourselves falling in, in this bracket of being a complainer and always grumbling, that we need to step back and we need to understand more about his workings and the way that he carries out his deep, deep work. It's a failure to trust God and a failure to submit to his providential will. After all is said and done, the most important thing that we need to realize is that it is a sin. And the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. The solution to this problem is to recognize our sin and then realize and acknowledge that our Heavenly Father always knows what is best for us. So what happens? What is reflected when we fall in this category of being a complainer? It reflects that we're doubting God's love, that we're doubting his wisdom. And also, it is against God's will. In Second Thessalonians, or First Thessalonians 5.18, I'm sure you read the verse many a time. It says, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Complaining and grumbling shows, uh, reflects our disobedience to God's will. He tells us to give thanks in all circumstances, but we complain and grumble instead. And when we grumble, when we complain, we're like a child who was sent to work, but he said, no, no, I don't want to, I don't want to go to work. Or we're like Pharaoh who told Moses, who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice. And also, as we continue to look at what James is saying in the book of James, it discourages our brothers and sisters. I don't know, but I have a feeling that many of you would be just exactly like me, and that is you don't like to be around people who are always complaining, who are always grumbling. After returning from uh, spying, out, uh, spying on the promised land, the 10 spies, as we all know, and we read about it in Numbers, the 13th chapter, uh, they gave a negative report regarding the situation. And it says in Numbers 13, 31 through 33, it says, but the men who had gone up with them said, we cannot not attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said the land uh, we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak, uh, come from Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our eyes, and we looked the same. You see, these ten spies affected the whole nation of Israel. Their complaint was so contagious that it spread like wildfire. Because of their complaints, 
God punished them as we read in verses 36 and 37 in that 14th chapter. And let's just take a moment and uh, look at those those particular words and uh, because we need to see the ill effects that come when we complain. And it says, so the men Moses had sent to explore the land who returned and made the whole community grumble against him by spreading a bad report about it. And these men were responsible for uh, spreading the bad report about the land, uh, about the land were struck down and died of a plague before the Lord. So, so much damage can be done. In all probability, all of you who are sharing, you probably have been in situations, maybe you've been in a uh, uh, particular meeting, and maybe there was just someone in that meeting who kind of had a reputation of being a complainer, who had a, a reputation of uh, being a grumbler, and he would speak or she would speak, and, and they would complain and they would grumble, and they would just change completely the tone of that meeting. Maybe everything had been going in a positive direction. Maybe steps had been taken to do constructive things, to enhance the work of the Lord, enhance the kingdom, and just one negative person. And these 10 spies, as they went, they focused in on the things as to why they could not do what the Lord wanted them to do. And also it appears that they were certainly in the category of being very, very bad complainers. Therefore, my friends, we need to be careful not to be a complainer and not to be a person who is grumbling all the time. And because of a negative comment, it's unreal the, the particular things that can come about it as a result of it. A father complained about the church service at a church he and his son had just attended. And he said the songs were not lifting up. Uh, the choir was bad. The sermon was boring. And his son replied, not bad for a dollar, dad. See, friends, we can take life and to give forth the things that can make this world a better place to live. It takes a lot of study and a lot of clear thinking, a lot of praying, asking for God to lead us by his Holy Spirit. It just takes a lot of thinking if we are going to be struck constructive and if we're going to cause, with God's help and the leading of the Holy Spirit, a lot of good things to take place. Be a Christian who builds and strengthens others like the person Matthew Henry. Maybe that name means something to you, and maybe it doesn't, but Matthew Henry, who wrote a commentary on every book of the Bible, was once robbed, a brilliant man. The robbers took everything of value that he had. Later that evening, he wrote in his diary these words, I am thankful that these, these years I have been uh, never been robbed before, also, even though they have taken my money, they did not take my life. Although they took it all, took all I had, it was not much. But finally he said, I am grateful that it was I who was robbed, not I who robbed. Oh, what a tremendous thought. I am grateful that I was, it was I who was robbed and not I who did the robbing. And fourthly, I want us to see is that complaining 
it hinders our witness to the world. I know I say this often, but friend, if you are really concerned about living for Christ, if you are really concerned uh, about being a child of His, it is imperative that all of us understand that the only Bible for the most part that many people are reading are the lives of you and me. And so we need to understand if we really, you know, we sing about loving the Lord and oh how I love Jesus, oh how I love Jesus and songs like that. But we need to back it up by actions. We talk about God and how much we love him and how good he is. But we often live as if he does not exist. I received a letter uh, today in the mail from Brother Carey, who's president of the Louisville Bible College. And I want to share something with you because he's a very good writer. And he says some things that I think we need to hear at this point in time in life. He says, March always excites me as it signals the beginning of spring and March madness. Those two items aren't very spiritual, but they are big events. People all across the country tend to have feelings regarding them. He says it is interesting how people get so passionate about things which really aren't uh, of great importance or consequence, such as sports and weather, and yet we totally disinterested and things that really matter. Truth, love for God, love for our neighbor, personal holiness, justice and mercy and peace and grace and faithfulness as well as most other spiritual matters are often neglected or even totally dismissed in many people's minds. Christ and his church are regularly ignored are rejected while the Bible is criticized and attacked repeatedly. How profound these words are that he wrote. Friends, it just seems as we look as ministers and I'm sure many other strong Christians look at the world, it just seems that we have lost our way about our relationship with Christ and about what is important. We're so passionate about things that really are temporary. Yes, we've got to have fun and enjoy. Have we crossed a line, though? Have we crossed a line in our daily decisions, in our living, to where we've almost just given up totally on doing the Lord's work and having a passion for lost souls, for people who need to be born again, who need we need to realize it's only Christ who can change them that they to the extent that they need to be changed. What in the world is happening in our world? The, the, uh, Matthew Henry said, the robbers took everything of value that he had. But the most important thing that as we look at his beautiful words that he shared is that he said that, uh, let me look here again quickly, how that he worded it, is that uh, uh, the thing that, uh, that it wasn't he who did the robbing, how beautiful that was. Paul said in Philippians 2, 14 and 5, do everything without grumbling or arguing, arguing so that you may become blameless and pure 
children of God without fault in a, in a warped and crooked generation, then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. We are to do all things without complaining so that we will be blameless and pure. How we live has a dramatic impact, not on whether or not we are consistent as a child of God. A constantly grumbling and complaining Christian can be a stumbling block for non-believers to come to Christ. Nobody likes to be around people who are always grumbling and complaining. This world is not interested in Christians who like to complain. They like people. They are like people selling their growth medicine, but they are bald and many other comparisons that we can make. Can make. For instance, let's go back into the New Testament and think about Paul and Silas and their contact with the, with the Philippian jailer. What if they had grumbled and complained about their situation? What if Silas had said, Paul, we should have shared the gospel more carefully. You didn't have to show off and cast the demon out. Now look at the trouble we're in. And then Paul replied, I am sure I did what is right. You better be silent and pray. You see, friends, if that kind of dialogue had been going on between Paul and Silas, do you think the jailer would have asked, what must I do to be saved? I doubt it. He probably would have said, what must I do to stay away from this Christianity thing? Friends, believers, our testimony is important. Our testimony is crucial. We've got a world that's involved in a very, very heavy, uh, well, it seems like a war, and I hope and pray it doesn't move totally to that status. And children, since I brought the message last week, many children, many people have been killed. So, 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 so tragic. And I don't want to be negative, but it doesn't seem like things have improved one bit since the last Lord's Day. And so we need to understand that the, the world uses our lives to influence others. As A.W. Dozer said, among those sins most exquisitely fitted to injure the soul and destroy the testimony, few can equal the sin of complaining. Someone has said, complainers are missionaries of misery. Paul, in writing to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 10, 10 says, and do not crumble, grumble as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel and as we read earlier in James 5 and 9 don't crumble against one another brothers or sisters or you will be judged I hope and pray people that we always keep before us how badly the Lord needs us to shine like the stars as we read from the book of Philippians to shine, shine, shine not be embarrassed, but do all we can to let the hope of the world really come to the service and make a difference. Father, we thank you for this time together. And Lord, I just simply pray, but I believe it's profoundly said when I say, God, help us to realize how much danger and how big a sin it is to be a complainer and a grumbler. In his name we pray. 